Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. I'm your host, Christina Royster. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening today, and you can follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. On this bonus episode, I'm sitting down with East Coast hip-hop artist Push NYC. Push has that awesome, you know, drill sound, but he's really making it his own. We talked all about, you know, defining your style in a crowded market. We talked about the current hip-hop landscape as a whole and how, you know, technology is really enhancing that. And we also talked about his latest single, It's a Party. So stay tuned. All right, YBO fam, I have on today's episode, Push NYC, and I was going to introduce you as a New Jersey rapper because I know you from New Jersey, but I'm sure that will confuse fans because your name is Push NYC. So I'll have you explain where that name came from, who you are, where are you located nowadays? And also, I wanted to throw one of your own lyrics at you, okay? From your last single, you said, the voice of the unheard, the voice of the people who sat in the back, hoodie on, we was writing down raps. Who exactly is the unheard? Who was sitting in the back? I want to get to know you and I want you to introduce yourself to my audience. So what's going on, y'all? My name is Big Push and Y, aka Push and Y Sheep. So Push actually stands for Persistent Till Success Happens. And I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Now I started making music out of Jersey. I started recording out of Jersey, but I'm I'm from Brooklyn. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. And the voice of the unheard comes from high school. So, like, in high school, no one knew I did music. No one. I was just, like, a dancer. I was always, like, in the back of the class. I would have my headphones in. That's why I said hoodie on, writing down raps. Because I was really, like, in the back of class getting in trouble because, like, I didn't care for certain, like, classes and courses because I feel like it didn't really add to me. So, like, I was sitting in the back and I would write down stuff. I would battle rapping. And mm. no one knew. Everybody kept saying, like, they never heard my voice before. And I'm like, how can you? I've talked so much. I was always somewhere. I was just in the background. It was it was crazy. But that's the mm, voice okay. of the unheard. So you, people would sleep on you. You was kind of a sleeper hit. And then you you rose out and you broke out. So what made you decide, like, okay, I'm tired of, you know, being in the dark. I want everybody to see my true talent. And I want to start putting out music on my own. So uh, when I started doing music, because I lived in a shelter when I was uh. 20 and in the shelter to the covenant house and note they had a uh they had a studio inside the basketball court it was so weird but it was my way of expressing myself because i didn't really like talking to people about what's going on in my life and i wasn't really like talking to my friends from back home like that so when i was in the shelter and i was making music at first i was making it for me i was trying to get this pain off my chest and some people from the shelter would like come by stand by the door and listen to it they'll come inside and like you know record with me to see the vibe and when I realized that, you know, people actually want to hear what I got to say and I'm relatable, I'm like, I, I got to get this out there. And my yeah. family members support my music heavy, my mom, my sister. And I have an uncle from who passed away. And uh, he was like my goddess. And I told him that, you know, if I was going to do this, I was going to do it for real. And right when he passed away, I did my first show and dropped my first album. And I was like, ever since then, I've just been full throttle. That's awesome. That's a, That's a really awesome story. You know, it sounds like you really have a passion and a desire for this. And so you started the year with a bang, with a new single, It's a Party. And this, this song, it, it's just a bop. It's good, to, it's good to listen to in the gym, y'all. It's good to listen in the car, in the shower, whatever. It's a great song. And so one of my, my points that I have here in my notes is to bring up the fact that often new artists get compared to legacy artists. So number one, I want to ask you, who are some of your influences? Like, who are some of your favorite rappers that you look up to? And then also, have you gotten any comparisons 
for your music and how does that make you feel? Is it kind of insulting or is it a compliment? So I, I, I listened to a lot of rappers coming up. My mom was like really heavy on old school hip hop. So of course, you know, I have to say like Jay-Z is like my favorite because I used to listen to his bars and I love punchlines. But then I also love Lil Wayne because Lil Wayne was punchlines. I love Buster Rhymes because Buster Rhymes was like, he made you think about what he had to say. I like a lot of female rappers. Missy with the like the yeah. creativeness that she had. Uh, you feel me? I, I, it was a whole bunch of mixtures that created what pushing my she is now. And when I first started doing music, it was like, you know, being from New York, everybody does like drill music. It was a heavy on, like, I sound like Pop Smoke, I sound like Fabio, I sound like Chef G, which I didn't mind because I'm like, you know, these are people who, who you know, millions is listening to. You feel me? So it's like, you know, when I get the comparison, sometimes it's like, come on, son, like, I, I'm me. Like, I work. <laughs> like, I put, I put in blood, sweat, and tears for this. But then sometimes I listen to it like, yo, that's just letting you, like, let me know. You can hear me mainstream. You could you could see me out there. You can hear me on the radio at these parties and these different events. And now the goal is to get to the point to where these people you compare me to, they want to do songs with me. They want to yeah. see me. They they you. So like I look at it as like you know it's a it's a little push for me. I look at it as motivation. I really feel that because as an artist, on one hand, you're defining your own style. You want to leave your own mark. You don't want people being like I I always talk about this on the podcast. When I first heard Panda by Designer. I was like, yo, put that new future song on. And somebody was like, it's no. not future, it's designer. And I was like, who was that? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, now I realize, wow, that could actually be very offending to an artist, somebody who's trying to define their own lane. They're not trying to sound like anybody else. But at the same time, we do live in a time where every little TikTok song and dance starting to sound the same. And when you turn on the radio, it does sound like a lot of the same. And so how are you defining your style as an artist? And like, what lane are you trying to go down? Or do you not want to be boxed in? You want to try different lanes. Maybe we gonna have a little uh, a Spanish song from you, or maybe we gonna have maybe we gonna have a, a, a R and B ballad from you. Who knows what? How are you defining your style right now? Right now, I'm gonna I'm I'm running with everything. I, I listen to to because I listen to everything. I'm I'm willing to drop everything. I'm willing to like to tap into everything. I spoke Spanish in one of my, my songs and I learned it that day. So, like, <laughs> so it's just going to be flowing. I, I look at myself as just like a storyteller within my music. You know, you hear drill music, you think of the same type of energy. And even though It's a Party is that energy, within the songs that's coming out around It's a Party, you know, I'm going to be telling a story through my drill music, through my, through my, my passion and my pain. You know, I feel like what makes a lot of the music sound the same is what they're rapping about their content. You know, everybody is and drugs and women and all this craziness. I make it a purpose to not like disrespect women in my songs. My girlfriend will kill me. So like, I try my best. <laughs> so everybody listening, heavy. push NYC is taken. He's taken. Yes, I am. Yes, I, am. I, <laughs> I gotta put that out. <laughs> but like I, I just I look at it like I'm gonna be able to tell you everything. I'm I'm gonna I'm a storyteller. I feel like storytellers make it. You know, I, I want you to feel me. I want you to listen to my music and be like, I'm standing next to him. I'm 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 in that studio. I'm in that street. I'm on that block with him, and I could see and I could paint the picture. Well, it's it's interesting you say that because a lot of people say storytelling is dead. People laugh at J Cole and they're like, Oh man, you're not doing Drake numbers, blah blah blah. But look at Drake's last album. We all know that a couple of those songs were simply just Drake putting out radio hits. He knows what sells and he caters to that market. And so I like your sound because you do marry the storytelling, but also you do have that sound that could be on the radio today. And that's really hard to maintain. And so I'm glad that 
I have you on the podcast. People might not know your name just yet, but they definitely will because I feel like you do, you, you are marketable. You do have that sound where you can hear it on the radio. I, I appreciate that because my, my goal is to take it as far as I can. I look at, you know, the J. Cole and the Kendricks and I look at them so different because like, I feel like they're also unheard. Everybody knows about them, but they're unheard because people listen to more for the beat and for the energy versus what the person is trying to say to you. Mm -hmm. That's why I like people like Nipsey because they were, they were trying to talk to you. Yeah. I love rap talks to you. Like it lets you, you, you feel, you feel like they poking in your chest when they rapping to you. Yeah. Like, I love that. Nobody ever heard my name. I'll be happy that the few people that did rocked with me. Cause uh, I, I feel like, you know, sometimes my music ain't for everybody. Sometimes everybody not going to like the music, but so I'm doing it because I love it. That's awesome. That, that's a great mentality to have because, you know, one of my next questions was about how TikTok is changing the music industry. And sometimes people are literally out here just making up songs just to sell whatever TikTok numbers. And do you feel like that's kind of selling out or do you feel like you got to kind of get with the times? I look at it in, in like both ways because a part of me is like, like, man, you, you should you should be working real hard for that. You should be like, you know, like promoting and networking and doing all this. But at the same time, Coyle Ray got on crazy because of TikTok, you know, yeah. and and some of the songs add up when you leave them. So like if, if they can't create bangers. Everybody would like most artists who don't like the TikTok, like the way they coming out is because they didn't have a song that went viral on it. Yet. They didn't have nobody <laughs> dance to their song. You know, like, if you had somebody bust a move to your song, you wouldn't hate it. So I can't. No, take it's a party, go dance to it, tag me on TikTok, we get lit, man. It definitely is ready for TikTok. Like, it's one of those songs, like, somebody can make a dance to it today. But also, there is kind of an oversaturation. Once a song goes viral, then you it kind of puts a bad taste in people's mouth. It's just too much. We're seeing that with the Hours and Hours song right now. I forget the artist's name, but apparently, you shake your head because you probably heard it too much on Instagram. But I guess at the end of the day, she getting paid making that bread and it's because like you gotta listen to it get tired of it and all that matters to people it's the streams it's the listens and honestly the songs are great songs like it's just you know when people like something they stretch it out <laughs> yeah. it happened to me myself uh last year i dropped gulag and i heard it so much <laughs> that it was just like i i don't even like my own song no more like yo turn it off it's it was a great song though it was a great song <laughs> all right well you know speaking of the future of music. What can we expect next from you? You know, uh, you you didn't answer my R and B question. Can we can we expect anything crazy this year? Are you just doing it all? You gonna feature? You got an album coming? Well, I gotta feature some of my favorite artists. That's you know, I I would look at them as local legends. So like, I have brother Ash himself. We got yeah. like three or four. So that tape is finna be crazy. I got my boy Rick Brock, who I did a uh, gulag with. I got a couple artists from around the world, uh, a couple people from like the UK and Russia oh. that said that they want to like do music with me. So I'm like, you know, trying to expand. But coming up now, I just want to work more on like on singles, uh, you know, building up towards the album. You are going to get like a slower song for me. But my goal with the song that I have coming out now is to be like to show you the different elements of drill. Okay. You know, I feel like when you hear a lot of uh, drill with sample, you know, it could be a great sample, but yet people are killing all over it they like you know they they mm. wilding out promote that i want everybody to have fun i know it's a party again sounds so opposite of what i'm saying because it's like so thuggish and so rugged yeah i was gonna ask am i hearing this correctly like it sounded like 
when I come on the spot, it's a party because I'm about to blow up the spot. <laughs> I was like, okay. So I I named, I named it It's a Party because I didn't know what to name the song. And we started dancing to it. And once you, you know, when you start dancing or something, you know, your friends is gassing you up. They in my ear. So like while we dancing, I'm like, yo, it's like the energy for like, it's a party. So I'm like, I'm going to name it. It's a party. You know, I say that I do say that I dance a lot and it helped me lean towards something to create within the video. So like within yeah. like the next two months, I'm going to it's a party, you know, hopefully COVID goes down and, you know, everything goes back to normal and I can go out and I want to go to Cali and shoot. It's a party oh, and really awesome. show people. The awesome. you know, show people what's areas in Willingboro. Yeah. Well, we look forward to that video and I just look forward to more music from you and, you know, putting on local artists because I, I can tell that you really do care about your community and making sure that your friends and your, your squad, your mob, y'all all eat, you know, and it's not just, it's not just, you know, your crew. I feel like you also represent Maplewick and other, other artists and collaboratives that are trying to do the same thing as you. You really do collaborate with a lot of people. Shout out to the big wick. Okay. I am a Maple Wick artist and I'm proud of it. You feel awesome. me? My brother built that from the ground up and I'm running with it because I know it's going to come out of the whip. There's too much talent in it. Y'all got to stop sleeping on us, man. Us local rappers is really legendary if y'all give us a chance for real. Yeah. And and it's crazy that you mentioned, you know, working with UK artists and stuff because sometimes for my podcast, I'll check and there's people in France listening to my podcast. And I'm like, People across the world will support you before people at home will support you. It's more love from people out of town. You know, when I yeah. went to go shoot Gulag, Miami, the people out there, you know, I brought three people with me. In the video, you see all those heads because, you know, they give you that vibe, that energy. They treat you like a celebrity. And it's yeah. like, I'm mad that they don't do it back home, but I'm about to go take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will leave it on that note. That's a wrap on this bonus episode of Young, Black, and Opinionated. If you liked what you heard today, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you are listening. And you can also leave me a five-star rating and a review. Make sure you follow Push NYC on Instagram at the Real Push NYC, And make sure you check out his videos and new music. Can't wait to hear what's next for you this year in 2022, Push. And make sure you guys follow the podcast on Instagram and Facebook at the YBO Podcast. And I will be back next week with a brand new episode.